welcome to the Macrofab Engineering Podcast. We are your guests, Valentina Tolvilagra and Kyle Dumont. And we're your hosts, Parker Doman and Stephen Craig. This is episode 210. Kyle is an experienced electronics designer, having launched consumer products at large companies and startups for over seven years. He has developed low-volume products for government and military applications and high-volume commercial products. Valentina is a project manager exploring the intersection of physical and digital systems at Allspice. Valentina has also worked at Amazon, expanding its national customer fulfillment network and rolling out internal productivity, collaboration, and project management software applications to support the company's growth. Welcome and thank you for coming out to the podcast, Kyle and Valentina. Yeah, thank you. Our pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. So today we want to talk about allspice.io, which is something we have actually mentioned um, a handful of episodes ago, um, which is uh, Git for Electronic Design and Electrical Engineers. So uh, you guys want to give us a quick rundown of allspice.io and what it is and how you guys are involved in that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you mentioned, we've we found some, I think, similar problems that, that you have in the electronic space, uh, especially for managing designs uh, using Git and, and other tools available. Um, so we started Allspice to try to remedy some of those those issues we found. We'll talk a little bit about uh, about what we're doing and how we met and uh, what we can we can do to hopefully help EEs along the way. So what is Allspice.io? Yeah, so we are currently supporting electrical engineers that are revisioning their designs using Git um, in any uh, any repository hosting service like GitHub or, or GitLab um, or self-hosting. Uh, essentially, we're building a tool that sits in between Git and the EDA tool, like your Altium, uh, that converts between the file formats and makes it a little more Git-friendly. For instance, our first product that we're releasing is uh, a tool that helps you actually run a diff between different versions uh, using native Altium design files. So uh, solving kind of the issue of um, schematic review and schematic changes and things, uh, that has traditionally been a little bit more of a, hey, I changed this, can you go and check it kind of problem? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's kind of two real use cases for the diff tool. Um, one is that, you know, you're a designer, you're about to release your latest design, and you want to check to make sure that you did all the things you wanted to do. You didn't make any changes that you didn't want to make. Um, and then the other one is, like you said, that design review where you want to kind of package everything up and send it off this to your uh, your colleagues and uh, or maybe a client if you're doing consulting um, to try to summarize all the changes that have been made. So. Those are kind of the two two things we we see. So how does how does Allspice differ from let's just say opening up the old version of a of of the let's say schematic and then the new version in another monitor? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's that's the classic way of doing it, and and we've seen everything from like you know red lines. You print something out um, and actually mark it up and drop it off in someone's desk. Um, I, I've done that, you know, in, in my past uh, to, you know, sometimes uh, maybe marking things up in, in PDFs or just the side by side comparison. Um, what we're trying to do is just save time doing that. Uh, it's, you know, if, if you've ever done firmware design, as I'm sure a lot of your listeners have, uh, 
uh, it's it's such a breeze to do some of these comparisons. And when you hop back to the EE space, um, it's it's kind of frustrating to have to do that. What's the child game that you play um, where you have to spot the differences between uh, between two images? Oh yeah, you got to find like the the apples there or not. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but but the difference of, with that kind of game is it usually tells you can you spot the six differences? Like it tells you how many there are. Yeah. So our goal is basically to make that an automatic process and something like the comparison in the software world where you just type get diff. It gives you a list of the changes that have changed, and uh, especially for e something more in the visual space. Um, so can you just do that like automatically rather than having to rely in like remembering what it is that you've changed um, or trying to again like spot the differences it's like we hear countless of stories of like people like accidentally shorting something or moving a component or deleting something that they didn't intend it to happen and then going ahead ordering a prototype the board gets back and it doesn't work and then you spend like a week troubleshooting trying to figure out what it was wrong and it was just a small accident that could have been like very easily prevented so for those scenarios is what we're trying to make it make it an automatic process that they just type get diff and for schematic drawings um, the same way that you do for code it, with something like github for schematic drawings with all spices you can just get the diff results back so you would get a list similar back like R5 has been changed to 2.4K ohms. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool with at least the schematic diffs. Uh, you, you have two components. One is the visual piece and one is just that metadata, uh, metadata you know, delta. So you could say um, you have that like add delete list um, and we break that out. Uh, but you also have the visual diff, which is... Um, something we're working on to make it easier just to spot, you know, very quickly, this thing moved, uh, this was connected. So something like an overlaid image, um, something that's color coded, if you think of uh, putting one over the other, where the only things that pop out are the things that actually changed, added, deleted, modified between one revision and the next. So it's really, really quick to glance at it and see what has changed. Yeah, our goal is basically that in 30 seconds, you're able to look at your design and first like never have a change that you didn't intend it to happen, make it to the next revision, and then also get a high-level overview of the project um, at a very quick glance and trying to save a lot of time in like putting these packages together for design reviews. And we also hear stories from engineers where they spend like hours putting a 45-slide Google doc presentation together to send it out and they actually forgot half of the things and you're trying to look through your notes and things are all over the place and like what is actually that has changed it but can we make that like a one step and then um it's interesting because there's also like from the people we talk to it kind of gets a lot of interest also from managers right especially if you have like multiple projects at the same time um being able to get like a high level snapshot of the status and the progression um, when you're having multiple projects to manage at the same time, that that's super valuable for them. I, I, I'd imagine it'd be really useful you know, for managers, but for if your product is in production and you're going to the next revision, what do you need to tell your manufacturer, hey, these things are changing? Instead of just being like, here's everything again, the whole package, you can just go, hey, here's just the change file. And that's the whole idea about Git, right? So the the whole concept is to just sort the deltas rather than like the whole thing all over again. So we're trying to kind of bring 
some of those methodologies to the hardware space because we think it's it's needed and we think it will be very valuable. Yeah, and I, I can see something that could really work um, well at, at my current work. A lot of our schematics have six, seven, eight pages of of work and, and you know, some of the pages are, are, you know, this is our processor page, this is an input page kind of thing. And, uh, you know, sometimes a revision is one value change in one op amp circuit on one of those pages. It'd be excellent if it could, uh, if we could just see like a zoomed in thing of just that one little circuit and say, this is the only thing out of all of it. So you don't have to hunt for everything. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what we're going for. And you get a little bit of that with, with Git now. Um, and, and that's one thing we are trying to support is, is the designers that are, are moving over. Um, even in the native format, it'll tell you if you have a binary file that changed, uh, which is kind of nice at least to be able to, to get you to, to focus on the right file, um, just going from version to version. Um, but you're right, you're stuck. Once it tells you what, what schematic page it's in, it's still up to you to figure out what that change was. And it could be as simple as like the time update. Like when you just hit save, I think it updates the time somewhere in that. And then that counts that as like your your file change. So where did the name Allspice come from? Yeah, that's, um, that's a great question. Uh, so we were playing with a, a lot of different ways to, to, uh, to help the EE process. Um, so Spice, of course, is you know, synonymous with circuit simulation. Um, so we're looking at a lot of the open source uh, simulation tools like NG Spice, um, which is Nutmeg Spice, right? Uh, I think there's a few other uh, like Spice-esque uh, simulation tools. Uh, I decided to just go all the way in and use Allspice as kind of the unifying uh, simulation tool for, for EE. It's kind of a nice inside joke because whenever we talk to customers or, or people around, like usually electrical engineers will know exactly what we're talking about. It's kind of, a, if they laugh at the name or make a comment, it's a, it's a very easy way to know that they understand what we're doing. And everyone outside of electrical engineers thinks we're selling food. <laughs> yes, we've been asked multiple times what type of food we, we make. So how did it all begin? Where did the idea come from and where, how'd you start it? Yeah, sure. Uh, I, so I experienced, you know, some of these issues. I was at iRobot and, you know, we had a great process. Um, a lot of amazing engineers too. Um, but still, we had what was probably typical for, for most mid to large size companies um, as far as like a product lifecycle management PLM tool. Um, that didn't really play nicely with Altium, which is what we used. Uh, and felt like there had to be a better system. So when I, uh, I left iRobot in about 2015, I helped start a 3D printing company called Voxel8. Um, and we were, so I was in charge of kind of staffing up the electrical team and, and getting the hardware designed for, for that uh, printer that we released. Um, and it was there I kind of had the opportunity to, from the ground up, build a, build a system uh, which is an opportunity that I'm assuming, you know, lots of your, your listeners have, have been through or will go through. Um, and so then it was just uh, a search for what tools I had available to, to help, you know, help the team. And it was about three of us on the hardware team stay in sync uh, and then do these design reviews. Um, 
So that was it was cool. We we used Git actually at the end of the day. Um, it was pretty simple because our software team was using that. Um, so it was pretty easy for us to just spin out a repository and then get going in that. And it was a huge learning opportunity too. Um, but of course, you know, we run into a lot of the same issues you did. So you know, there's no ability, for instance, uh, to branch and merge. Um, so if anyone ever does end up branching or working on two things at the same time, they can collide. Um, you know, versus I was also helping um, run, especially at times, the firmware team, and it was like night and day difference. You know, you open up a pull request and you can send, you know, tag your teammates in it. People can go through, like you said, rev right uh, comment right in the middle of the design, you know, call out a, a line in the firmware and say, hey, you know, did you look at this value? Um, and that was like going through that was really what what I wanted to see for for hardware as well. Um, so I started, ended up leaving that company, started uh, actually at this new MS MBA program um, at Harvard, which is where I actually met Valentina. And we started, you know, talking about this space and, and what we could do. And we both got excited about solving these problems. Yeah, so I'm a mechanical engineer. So we kind of started talking about the hardware space in general and as any other two good nerds mapping out on Fridays afternoons on the walls and on whiteboards, like what the entire system looks like and what's broken and what should be better and like what the 200 years ahead of us, like looks at future type of thing. Um, and then we keep coming back to this idea of a lot of what was happening is this pressure on EEs to accelerate the designs and you see the trends and other adjacent uh, spaces to electrical within the hardware space. Um, the world agile gets thrown a lot around and MEs now have 3D printing and software engineers have great design and test tools and there's continuous integration and continuous development. And it felt like EE didn't have like the comparable version of that. So we kept coming back to that and that's kind of when we started talking about after um, our first class together, um, kind of brainstorming around for around a semester in um, about February of last year is when we started working on Allspice, um, more on the business plan and kind of the product and what it will be like, starting talking to potential customers, doing interviews, talk, interview tons and tons of electrical engineers just about all the problems. And uh, we, um, went into an incubator last summer between first and second year of school. Um, we did that full time for the summer and now we're back in our last year um, at Harvard in the dual degree program. You know, um, one of the things that really stands out right now is what you were just saying. You interviewed a bunch of EEs and uh, I would love to hear what are the, some of the things that you heard from them that they complained about or something that they would like you to fix with this? Everything. <laughs> so many things. Um, so some of the things we hear a lot are EEs are great designers and they love doing products and innovating in that space. Like, and those tools are pretty good. Everything else around it, it's a mess. And <laughs> it's just such a pain to like spend three hours doing an amazing circuit and then spending two hours taking screenshots and doing little red boxes around the changes to submit it for a design review to get approval to actually get it released. And it feels like such a non-value add task. And it's like, you're spending so much of your time and energy and creativity in like these things that 
don't mean too much it's just because the process is broken is like imagine if you could get those hours back and actually focus on like making your product better making it more efficient making it like reducing the cost and like improving the battery life or whatever it is that like you're trying to optimize for so what we're trying to do is basically leave as much time for you to focus on your design as possible i'm thinking what else we hear a lot um and the other thing we hear a lot around is this idea of the majority of the problems that happen in designs are actually not engineering flaws. They're like small mistakes that could have been prevented. Again, when an engineer gets back aboard, it's not because the design was wrong. It's because someone accidentally shorted something or it's because someone forgot to update the name or whatever, or because someone deleted this thing by accident. Tons of stories about mechanical engineer flipped the connector, forgot to email the electrical engineer. Three weeks later, you're in the factory in China, the board doesn't work. And it's like those small things, it creates such a headache and it's something that could have been prevented and it's not necessarily the engineer's fault. It's more because these things are kind of falling through the cracks through the process that, um, and it's delaying the schedule and the time to market and especially in product like, hitting your schedule is critical and accelerating the time to market is critical. So if we can prevent those unnecessary iterations of prototypes, uh, that could mean a lot for those companies. Yeah, no one tries to, well, usually no one tries to sabotage the design on purpose. <laughs> yeah, but like, the, you know, e, yeah, EEs want to design. I, I mean, that's where that's what we all wanted to do is just focus on our designs and, in, you know, inside the lab and also on the and all the administrative stuff kind of tends to, to bite us. I think. Um, that's what we hear a lot. And, and I think Valentina mentioned there too is the uh, collaboration or the communication between different teams. Like when you get multiple stakeholders involved, like firmware and electrical and mechanical, um, all those communication points become, become critical. I may be jumping the gun here a little bit, but Allspice uh, has some uh, unique tools for doing... Um, design review, right? Yeah, that's that's one we're, we're working on. We're actually kind of refocusing on this uh, supporting diff uh, and Next is actually helping engineers build some automated testing. Um, and then we're gonna work on creating more of a holistic, uh, holistic design review process. So it, it can be used a bit um, by, you know, engineering managers as a, as a design tool that plugs in with all the EDA software, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, our, our hope is that we can use, uh, you know, Git for hardware in similar ways as software. So I think that analogy still still works here in that uh, you really can get a much better snapshot of, of what's going on um, when you're you're creating that that next release. So that's really what we want to do. We think a lot about about um, uh, Travis and Jenkins and some like CI style software tools. Um, so what we do want to to help build is kind of that test platform where we can start to build some very simple um, simple tests for the EE designs that can help give you just that, that um, base functionality checklist. Um, and we can do things, uh, for instance, like check that all your uh, components you use in your design have a specified manufacturer and manufacturer part number. Um, that's one of the ones that we, we hear a lot and we're, we're pretty excited to, to add. Um, but then also start to, uh, you know, if we're in Git, we can start to really connect the, the pieces between um, the firmware design and the electronics design. And for instance, check like our pin mapping. So if you have a you know, pin configured 
firmware for something, uh, so like you know TX uh, for UART line, uh, we can check that it's actually mapped to a, a pin or a net that actually says something like uh, UART. Actually, that's um, one thing that would be really useful for a tool like this is, um, let's say you, you, you're the hardware designer and you already designed the schematic, you pass that off to the firmware guy or, or gal, and uh, they start working on the firmware, and you start doing the routing as the hardware designer, and you go, oh, if I swapped this entire bus around, it'd make the routing a lot easier. Well, back in, you know, you would normally have to pass a note off to the firmware uh, person to, that was a thing, but I, with your tool, the firmware person would be notified basically right away. Yeah, definitely. And, and there's some interesting tools. I, I don't know if you've all played with um, uh, Cube MX Studio. It's like a ST product. Um, so they're starting to play with some of these, these block diagrams that, that auto-generate firmware and play back and forth. Uh, so it's, I, I think it's interesting because the, the chip manufacturers seem to be playing in this space and wanting to help that process. Uh, but that's definitely definitely interesting for us. I'm actually uh, in in the middle of a project with CubeMX right now, where I I did all my schematic design and I'm I'm in my layout right now, and um, the way that I'm trying to set this up for my firmware designer is, um, since I know the best routing scheme for the processor, I got in contact with him and basically said, hey, what are what pins are best for you for these kinds of applications, and then we fix those. And as I'm routing things, I'm doing the CubeMX side of everything and then i'm just going to pass that off to him and he has it already done for him when he gets to start so it it works out really nice that way you know another thing though that uh, this this is fairly simple but it actually ends up being an issue at at my work uh on occasion and not necessarily an issue just like a, a minor annoyance but our our entire um our, our system that we store our bill of materials in and, and do all of our inventory has the ability to, to suck a bill of materials in from our EDA tools, but it's kind of, um, I guess it's kind of dumb the way it does it is it, it doesn't really double check anything and it doesn't really, uh, it, it doesn't do it intelligently. So if for, for instance, I have a hundred picofarads written as a hundred capital P little F somewhere on my schematic and then I have lower P capital F, it will think those are two separate line items and then it'll try to generate, you know, two different line items or like a 10 lowercase K and a 10 capital case K. What, it would be amazing if I could just have some kind of thing that would just identify that for me without having to go through all my schematics and figure that all out. Uh, and it sounds like Allspice might be able to do something of that sort. Yeah, you know, that actually reminds me of like a linting tool in, in firmware software. I'm not sure if you've used anything like that, but essentially it just tells you, you set up some pretty simple, uh, like a framework for how you want to, to code and say, name your variables and things like that. And then it tells you if you ever go outside of those, it just gives you a little flag and gives you a squiggly red underline and says, hey, this thing is, uh, you know, for instance, like you said, lowercase p or uppercase p and it should be lowercase p. It, it sounds a lot like uh, coding standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each company's got a coding standard, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, if you if your EDA tool would enforce a coding standard for your naming conventions and stuff, because right now they don't care. I, I've actually never came across an EDA tool that even looks at that. 
So, uh, what are your roles at Allspice? So, I'm mostly focused on uh, strategy and doing the product, and also development right now. Um, we've been been building this all all in house for the moment. Um, we actually we had a intern for last summer since we were working on this full time, uh, which was great. But he had uh, unfortunately, or fortunately for him, go back to school, um, finish his degree. So uh, we are uh, we're actually looking for software developers over the the next few months. And I do mostly um, run the operations, customer success, customer interviews, marketing, and more of the product roadmap development. So it's been. A good split for us so far, but also that said, we we're a small team, so we we do a lot of things <laughs> between the two of us. And and the team right now is the two of you, right? The two of us for now. We graduated May, um, and we plan to continue working on this full time after that. So at that point, we'll be expanding the team. Yeah, and we're we're starting to put together some content too for um, especially to help hardware EEs who want to get into using Git for their designs, we're trying to start to put together just uh, um, some blog content for helping people get started. So it's one of our, our near-term focuses. Yeah, I think we've heard a lot of, there's like an organic transition from the, the newer and more innovative teams that start directly on Git from newer companies. And then there's also these more established companies that kind of want to try it but don't really know where to start. And it seems like the barrier is not, doesn't work for us. It's more like, how do I set it up? Where do I click? How do I create a repository? Like, who do I have to talk to? What do I have to do? So we're trying to make that a little bit easier and at least put the knowledge out there so that anyone that wants to try it out, the barrier is not like just lack of access, but giving yeah, like the one option. Of the, one of the big questions that, um, that people ask, and it's, it's really tough, is should I use Git LFS, like Git large file system format is a uh, new, I'm not sure if you guys have talked about that at all or looked at it, but um, it's, it's somewhat of a new tool in the last couple of years that is supposed to let Git handle uh, binary files a little better, especially larger ones, um, because Git's doing that, uh, saving the delta every time the design changes, uh, which works well for a code when it can actually split things up and just save little hunks. Um, because the entire binary file just does not handle it, it just basically saves a new revision of that, that file every single time, which compounds on itself. So you end up with what can be a pretty massive um, Git uh, directory that you have to, a uh, repository that you have to download. So Git LFS is, is supposed to handle that. It's one of the first things we're going to try to help out with. You know, Valentini, you were saying that a lot of, well, some of the, uh, I guess, older engineering teams were questioning, how does it get set up? Uh, why don't you go ahead and answer that? Like, how do we set it up and how do we get it to work? Yeah, so one of the beauties about it is that if, if you're a hardware company with a software team that already has um, Git using, the only thing you have to do is basically open a repository for your team and... Um, configure kind of the back end of how to set up the git ignore and like how to read the files properly and we have a blog post and like more of the mechanics of it like how to do it but i guess at a high level it's like it's pretty simple as to opening it up in your repository configuring um 
they get ignored and then um, start using it. If you're familiar with like software practices and, and know how to operate from the command line, um, shouldn't be that much of a lift. Yeah, we're, we're going to try to give a, a demo version of a git ignore file that, that works well for hardware. Um, git ignore essentially tells git when you're revisioning this thing which files and folders to not care about. So when Altium creates things like the archive folder, which is its own kind of backend um, revisioning component, um, that's one of the things you put in that file. And you can tell it, hey, ignore this file. Um, don't revision it and don't show me changes in the diff. Temporary files and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So um, in terms of the engineer on his day-to-day -day, uh, tasks, how does that impact an electrical engineer? Is it, you know, what do they need to do and what do they need to care about if they're using Allspace? Yeah, so if they're if they're already using Git, um, and this is what we see in a lot of a lot of younger teams, um, then right now it should be able to plug in pretty seamlessly, um, at least for the diff component of it. Uh, we have we actually have it set up so that you can install it um, as a, a Git diff utility. So there's like a config file that that um, we adjust in the installer. We add a line to that says, hey, if you see a dot schematic document folder, run our diff tool and don't run the git diff tool because the git diff tool is just going to come back and tell you, hey, it's a binary file. I don't know what to do with this. Um, so that's the, the first step we have, um, which should be pretty, pretty low, low bar for adoption. Um, once we get to, we're going to try to from here, and this will probably be in a few months out, is try to broaden the people we're trying to talk to to more um, people that don't currently have Git um, don't really know what it's all about. Um, and that's where we'll need to build on some more uh, UI features to kind of help people say, you know, a walkthrough, this is when you're getting started, this is how to set it up. Um, but we're actually not even sure there because it, it's possible that, you know, EEs really want to learn how to use Git. Um, and some do, and some don't. So we're, we're still kind of testing that. Great. How about uh, engineering managers? How does it impact them or does it at all? So one of the things we're trying out, which has been um, with fairly positive feedback, is this idea of having um, the snapshot of different results and stuff like that um, on a way that you can share it that doesn't require you to have, for example, a full ECAT license or a full ECAT software. So rather than the engineers having to take screenshots and putting it in a document to send it out to managers, can we um, output the results of the diff directly to uh, a web page or in the, li in the link that you can send to people um, just to, keep, to give like more visibility directly and also something that you don't have to remember to update every time so that anytime you look at this, you know that it's always based on the latest revision from your engineers rather than like trying to like have like the weekly task of updating whatever document you have to report with. So uh, right now it's uh, Allspace is mainly uh, dedicated to the schematic side of uh, electronic hardware design. Uh, have you guys thought about uh, moving into uh, PCB, uh, the PCB land and finding differences between two revisions of PCBs? Yeah, it's we're trying to stay a little focused right now, but that's definitely one of the the things we wanna we wanna tackle. Um, it'll it's a new set of 
a new set of challenges and um, also a different process that that people go through when you know when you're comparing to uh, two PCB files. Um, but yeah, it's definitely on our list. Yeah, I, we're still a small team, so we're trying to keep a keep focused. Um, but it's definitely something, and we also hear a lot, especially when you think about. Um, like longer term implications of running a design review and you want to look at the differences obviously a PCB is going to be a big component of what you're reviewing and just doing schematic alone wouldn't be the full solution so we, th we think about it like longer term but um, we have to grow the team first <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't I'm sorry if uh, you already said this I don't remember how long has the, uh, the team been together so we started working in um, February of 2019 um, on after school. So we did, um, we're in school full-time still, and we did uh, full-time the startup for the summer, and then we'll go back to it full-time after we graduated this May. And right now, Allspice um, supports Altium. Um, what uh, do you guys have any plans for expanding that? Yeah, I think so. For our roadmap, would first be adding um, PCB and doing uh, layout, probably you know with uh, with Altium, uh, and then we'd look to expand more to more tools. Uh, you know, we've I was at KaiCon last year. We'd love to add you know KaiCAD. I'm sure a lot of your user or listeners use, um, and some other tools which. Uh, would be great to add to our system. I'm sure that's right challenging now, to so. to migrate everything to a new tool because it just it's there's uh, the challenges of what's different between the tools and how to handle each one individually. Yeah, that's kind of one of the frustrations. Um, so what what we do um, on, on the technical side, on the back end side, is that we we do convert to a, a intermediate file format. Uh, so we do most of the, the computation, like the diff and things like that, and the analytics we'll run, we'll do using our, our own like text ASCII-based uh, uh, file format. And so adding new tools for us would be a matter of providing that link between, um, you know, the, the KiCAD uh, uh, file format and then ours, um, and then start adding uh, one after another. But, Basically, you know, the, the translation layer, so to speak. Exactly, exactly, and that that lightens the load a bit for us. Um, you know, this is it's a challenge too because there's definitely companies that have tried to do this in the past, um, and we're we're watching closely to see. I don't know why why maybe those didn't work out, um, and where where some of the roadblocks will be. And we love feedback too, of like what you know, what does an ideal uh, you know schematic uh, file format look like um, that is obviously you know Git friendly and scriptable. Uh... Oh, so you're you're starting to dive into a a universal format that could go forwards and backwards with many EDA tools. Then, yeah, I mean that would be the long term long term goal. Um, but in reality, it's it's something we kind of need to have to be able to to even let get do its thing on uh you know on the text files uh so it's it's a it's kind of a necessary component of it like some formats like uh um eagles and xml based formats so it is ascii 
Um, XML is not great with doing diffs. It has a ton of extra information that doesn't really show you, you know, if you compare one line to another. Um, whereas other formats like a JSON or YAML are, are much more, I would say, Git-friendly uh, file formats. So um, what we're looking to do is, is really build, build up that, that ecosystem, yeah. Yeah, having, having parsed JSON versus XML, JSON is tends to be a little easier, and um, generally uh, the information you get, well, depending on how the structure is set up, of course, and what system you're on, is um, it's more predictable what you get back. Yeah, that's what we're hoping. I don't know, but maybe uh, maybe there's some some better methods we can find as well. Definitely, if anybody has uh, has input on that, we're happy to hear it. Well, you should go uh, to our Slack channel then. We have over over 450 engineers there that uh, would love to give you feedback. <laughs> yeah, they're they're, par- they're parked there every day, and uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a really quick uh, injection to engineers' thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it. hard to get an engineer's opinion on something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, if you ask that Slack question, uh, Slack channel a question, you'll probably get 900 different answers out of 450 people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So I, I see I see this being a really useful tool. You know, I've been asking a handful of things about managers, but but also for teams of engineers, uh, especially the uh, you know, say you have groups of people working on different sub circuits or or portions of projects for people to have some kind of a repository that they can bounce between each other and then eventually combine them together and give to a manager, and then the manager can flip that around and create design reviews. Uh, it seems like uh, like this could be a very useful tool if it had a nice user interface. Because if it, in my opinion, if it just ends up being like command prompts that everyone is having to send to each other, it ends up being a little bit convoluted. So, Stephen, you're you're looking at like how Git handles um, uh, conflicts mm-hmm. between files. Um, yeah, there's not really a way at all right now in for hardware. For that to handle like if you if i design a sub circuit and you design a sub circuit in the same file let's say a dip trace file um there's no way to combine those things right but i'm i, I guess i'm saying more from just a, a global project management style of uh of distributing work and then bringing it together and then creating design reviews off of that one of the beauties of git is that you basically have one one history, right? Like everyone contributes their own piece, but you can look through every committed revision um, and get the full snapshot of the project, regardless of who's being working on what different pieces. Also, this really cool feature called uh, Git submodules, which is what we're looking at for you know combining assemblies. What it is is it basically is a you can build a Git repository and then link another Git repository in that. So you can essentially build like these nested Git repositories, um, which at least in the hardware space could become these these assemblies. Um, like if you have a you know some submodule you want to link now to your um, PCBA here and your enclosure potentially in theory um, your firmware and have all that kind of linked together so that you can quickly kind of look through and see you know a what version goes with what version, but then also um, see exactly you know click through and then see the design history for for the other components yeah 
So, Kyle and Valentina, what is the future hold for us electrical engineers? It's it's going to be great. Kyle just gave me a really weird face. Holds <laughs> <laughs> crickets. <laughs> no, it's, it, I, was, uh, I, I know that's a big loaded question, but yeah, it's like there's there's a ton of opportunity, and and honestly, our our biggest the thing we're we're focused on the most is just improving the experience and just the happiness level I, I think the reason like we get so much feedback and like because people care passionately about doing hardware design um is because like there's kind of there's a, a bit of a left behind component i think to, to like some of the eda tools and some of what especially the plm tools um don't really consider um ees and it, you feel that when you're doing the design and you're trying to export and you're trying to use these systems and integrate. Um, so the thing we're focused on the most is just like making a better, more enjoyable process. Um, so hopefully funner, more, more enjoyable. More enjoyable. Um, yeah, as, as, a, as a contract manufacturer for electronics, I'm really looking like having proper diff, uh, diff between versions of boards, like version one versus version 1.01. What's that 0.01 mean yeah. in manufacturing? That's a big deal. Because right now is the customer will come to you and say, hey, here's 1.01, and they dump this like 20 megabyte zip file on your lap. And you're like, well, now I need to go through and spend a week figuring out what's going on in here. Whereas they could give me a couple kilobyte text file that says, hey, we changed three resistors. <laughs> yeah and oh by the way that other thing changed too what's that all about you know why you know do you still want copper uh, do you still want gold plating and all that? you know the the uh the pcb thing I, I did this at macrofab certainly and i've done it uh more recently but you know customers give version two of of a pcb and you don't know what's different between them so you're having to pull up your gerber viewer of of pcb layers and turn layers on and off and like visually see what is flipping on and off so you can see where things are changing and sometimes it's just they move some text on a silkscreen layer but it's up to you as the contract manufacturer to figure that out you know imagine how great it will be if you could just run all spice and it tells you one line this is what it changed or you run the test like did this change pass or fail and then like automatically you can set it up once and then just have it run every time yeah i i really feel for the for the cms um in that regard i've definitely done some last minute uh design pushes where i'm like oh yeah we just added a couple more things in and then you throw the zip file over it uh Friday at at five o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> and you need to, and you need to get the quote out at six p.m. So one yeah, hour right. later, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you call on Monday. It's like, oh, you know, where's the status of it? Sounds like you guys need a, a mind reader for the engineer. Like, can you read the engineer's mind? What what did this mean? Mind spice. <laughs> mind spice. <laughs> That's version two point Okay, Valentin and Kyle, where can people find out more about you, Allspice, and products that y'all are designing? Cool stuff. We have our website is allspice.io, and we have a blog there with some more information. And you can reach out to us at Valentina or Kyle at allspice.io. And you can uh, download a demo from there? Yes, we should, we should have it 
uh, timed well with the release of this podcast. So right now we have Windows <laughs> done and putting the finishing touches on Mac. Mac build. Woohoo! So, so question on that. That might be that might be this weekend. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Happy to. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much for having us. Would you uh, like to sign us out? That was the Macrofab Engineering Podcast. We were your guests, Valentina Tolvilagra. And Kyle Dumont. And we were your hosts, Parker Dillman. And Stephen Craig. Later, everyone. Take it easy. <laughs>